Hi, I'm Scott. Hello, and I'm Dan. And welcome to The Bookcase. Today's books are Tell Your Children by Alex Berenson, a former New York Times reporter. And Drug Use for Grownups, written by Carl Hart, who's a neuroscience and psychology professor at Columbia University. Dan and I have talked, and we think these books, of course, have relevance for mental health professionals. But we also think that this has broad appeal. Yeah, there really isn't anybody who doesn't have an opinion about drug use and addiction and, and probably very few people whose lives, you know, in some way, maybe remotely aren't affected by drug use. And, and That's true, Dan. And, and I can remember when you first mentioned this particular book to me, what's its basic premise? Well, the basic premise is our approach to, to drug use in the United States, the regulatory environment, the, the, the opinions of, of the experts, we, we got it all wrong that, that our, our drug use policy is, is a mess. And, um, and, you know, quite frankly, the drugs themselves aren't as dangerous as, as we are led to believe. Really? You mean like meth? Heroin? Well, personally, I, I, I do think there are some, some issues with, with the book and some of, of the claims. At the same time, this accomplished professor is a, a, admits to regular use of, of heroin and things like methamphetamine. Wow. And... Um, his claims and 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 it's it's backed up with with pretty good evidence are that, that the drugs themselves are not as dangerous as we think they are. He's um, he's he's not denying that that such a thing as addiction doesn't happen, but he he believes that the overwhelming majority of drug use in the United States and really um, across the world is, is responsible and reasonable and basically just people exercising their, their rights to pursue happiness. Hmm. He, he talks about his own drug use in, in light, uh, you know, he, he believes that he's quite honestly a better person, a better, a better father, a better husband, a better researcher, for his use of, of, of drugs, which happens in a, in a very, you know, in general, very controlled, ideal setting. And th this must be pretty disruptive, given what you've done for a living. I can't say that I've read a book, and, and as you know, I read a lot of books, but uh, I can't say that this book hasn't been one of the more disruptive books to my thinking than any other book I've read in a long time. And I mean, at the same time, I wish that I had written this book because I have had, I have had similar thoughts along the way. I, I didn't put them together the way he did. And, and you know, just, just putting out a plug for the book, it's, it's fantastically written. I mean, it, he, weaves, he weaves stories uh, uh, from his own life in with you know uh, hard statistics from 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 research studies and and so he, he's a he's a very good storyteller. 
it, it's such an interesting contrast to a, Alex Berenson's book, who's a former New York Times reporter and uh, was very active at the start of the COVID pandemic, publishing articles questioning the direction that the uh, the federal government and state governments were 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 taking. And it's also, I think, a a fantastically well written book putting the legalization of marijuana in a historical context. And his argument is, is this, that as we rush from state to state now legalizing marijuana, not just for medicinal use, which he would put in quotes and question the research about that, uh, but as we rush towards legalization, he would say that there is simultaneously a lack of interest in discussing the potential negative consequences of regular and routine marijuana use. And in particular, noting that the pot being used today is between 10 and 20 times more potent than the pot that was used during the 70s. I read it after this book. And so I was a little taken aback in that book by there's, there's some fear tactics I mean, that are, that are used, it can't help but influence the reader when the first story that's told is, I think, this woman in Australia or New Zealand who her mur her murders her family. It, it, it reminds me of the stories that Dr. Hart talks about, the cocaine-crazed Negro or the uh, pot praised Negro stories that, that the original, this guy, this Harry Anslinger, the, the drugs are mm. of the, of the, I think it was in the thirties when, when the, the basically marijuana became banned because, mm. because of the fear tactics that were, were used. And the, the other thing that, that, that I worry about with the book is, you know, the, the idea of, of correlation and causation, mm. you know, be, because, because psychosis and marijuana are there, there are some correlation. There's, there's just no question about that. And, and Berenson does address this in the book, the, the idea that people who are prone to psychosis might preferentially use marijuana. Hmm. Um, and it seems I'm old enough. I'm pretty sure you are as well to remember the dragnet drug episodes on television and drugs were always presented in a negative light. Certainly when I was in grade school, we were told the story of Art Linkletter's daughter. I don't know if you recall, but if I'm remembering the story correctly, she had used acid and either walked out a window. In any event, the drug was said to have caused this. And then you've also highlighted another important piece, the racial disparities uh, in terms of how this was 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 handled over over the last five six generations of, of people it's it's clearly an issue and yet i'm driving this weekend out of the city of chicago and there are advertising billboards for dispensaries in the city you you cannot advertise cigarettes but you can advertise the pot store which is right off the expressway well, it, and I, I think that that's one of the points in, in this book is that there are, there are so many, and, and, you know, maybe this is, you know, part of it, there's so many drug users out there who basically are in the closet, 
Now, mm. now it's it's cool to be using cannabis, and it's and it's getting increasingly cool to be using hallucinogenics. Yes, which, and I can't say that I have reviewed this this literature real closely, but probably have some mental health utility. Mm. But that's mm. one of the points that he makes is mm. that the the difference between say something like MDMA and methamphetamine is not that great. And MDMA, you know, is in essence can be a a, a psychedelic. Right. And so so there are these drugs that are cool, but of course if you have drugs that are cool, you have to have drugs that are uncool. Right. Like heroin and cocaine. And, and cigarettes. Cigarettes are no longer cool. I, I just read a stat this morning as I was getting ready for uh, for our chat that indicated that 168 million Americans say that they've used a substance, whether illicit or licit substance, in the last week. So if you include tobacco and substance use, you know, and you you remove children, that's a that's a huge percentage of adults that are doing this. But as uh, you say most of that is not spoken about. If you add pharmaceutically prescribed drugs, mental health drugs, antidepressants, et cetera, boy, I think we're getting close to the entire population. And um, the idea that we are going to eradicate drugs. Right. That's clearly is, not going to happen. It's, 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 it's not going to happen. People want to alter their consciousness. Yeah, and, and I think they, they want to, and the fact is that drugs work. They, they produce tremendous benefits for a lot of people. You know, we're so focused on the problems that, that drugs cause. We lose sight of the fact, I mean, even in people who become addicted, and that's a whole topic unto itself, you know, how addiction happens, but I mean, people start using drugs because they work. They they improve mood. They 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 induce euphoria. They 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 are a social lubricant. They you know they cause you know Carl Hart would say they they cause empathy. But I, I and and I'm I guess I I, I was going to tell a little story about this this uh, uh, some uh, groups that I facilitate. I um I try to bring a topic. And I introduced the topic of, of happiness and what makes you happy. And, and people went around the, the, the circle and um, people would talk about their families and their kids and their grandkids. And, and, and one girl said, well, you know, you're not going to be happy with, with this, but, but, you know, drugs make me happy. And I'm like, can we talk about that? You know, it's, it's right. you know, and, and I've been in the treatment field for, for over 30 years and, it's just, it's not something that we even talk about. It's like, you can't even mention it. That, well, that, I know, that... I, I know. And sort of the history of uh, the recovery movement and not share the, the edict not to share war stories. I can remember walking with a friend who ran a, a drug abuse clinic and uh, I, I, we had walked through, he's given me a tour. And at the end I said to him, hey, uh, would you like to go have a beer, get something to eat? And he goes, shh. And I, I literally, I, I said, what, what, what? And I didn't know somebody sleeping. He says, don't say beer in here. I was like, well, hey, you know, I, I think these people know about that. <laughs> I mean, after reading these two books, it seems clear that 
we're probably not going to resolve this whole issue about drug use. But you, if, if drugs are part of your life, and it seems like they are for, for the vast majority of people, then you should, I think, and Alex Berenson would agree with this, go into it with your eyes open. And I'd like to say, I mean, I, I love both of these books. I think I would love, I love the, the drug use book more. I, I worry that it's, and I don't, I guess I don't, I don't have a, I don't know if I've had my head in the sand. I, I don't have a good his, historical per, uh, perspective. I don't think the world is ready for some of the concepts here. I mean, I, I see, I see, I see change as incremental, and so if, if this book can get get people thinking in a, in a particular way, I mean, I one of the things we we didn't mention is that I, I I spend my time in the in the addiction treatment field, and so I see people who are just so horribly damaged by the stigma associated with drugs and the people that use them, mm. which I think is, a, is very bad for, for- Certain drugs, right? Certain drugs. That, certain isn't drugs. this the issue? I mean, yeah. because the point in both books and, and the, the point of all the available evidence is that drug use is widespread. It's virtually everyone it's just some drugs are more yeah. acceptable than than others yeah yeah i think so i i i agree with that and, and um and and i would ahead. say you know the, the reason for me to read this book because i think this book may be read and appreciated by all the wrong people the people who already believe any drug use is bad even though it's okay that the drug they're taking is prescribed by a physician right well oxycontin proves that that's it's not so simple uh, and all the other drugs that have been prescribed over the years and and the fact that heroin is this close to morphine yeah you know and meth is this close to adderall right mm. that that their 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 differences are in essence negligible mm. and yet the, just the word heroin conjures up these images so these are the two books, Tell Your Children by Alex Berenson. Drug Use for Grownups by Carl Hart. And you can find links to them in the section below on this video. We have two more books coming. Stay tuned for more of the bookcase. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Scott.